my previous prediction Cause substance abuse is a little bit risky From LSD to math, skunk weed and whiskey But I give it all up to catch your attention Cause I wanna see you at my intervention Hey there, I'm your host Robin and welcome back to episode 5 for Just for Today, the podcast where I talk about self-love, mental health, and more. Today I'm going to talk about something near and dear to my heart. Um, one of my uh, diagnoses, da- diagnoses. Um, it's affected my life a lot and also the lives of people I care about and this disorder is called Borderline Personality Disorder. Before we start, this is going to be a reminder that Just for Today is an organic podcast, which means everything I say (laughs) remains unedited from the moment I say it to the moment you hear it. This is also your content warning. This episode does mention suicide and self-injury. It also has mentions of trauma and abuse. I don't go into detail at all, but it's important to me that you have this knowledge ahead of time so you can prepare yourself. I want to talk about mental illnesses with really heavy stigma around them because they're generally not understood very well. A lot of people think that those with borderline personality disorder are manipulative, inherently abusive, and have no empathy. It's important to note, I think, though, that anyone is capable of being toxic or abusive, not just people with BPD. Um, That's not to say that people with BPD aren't capable of being toxic and abusive. I'm just saying everyone is, and um, just labeling people with borderline personality disorder as abusive is just wrong to me. Um, Yeah, and I just also want to note that for the purposes of, uh, I think levity is the word I want to use, for the sake of levity in this episode, I'm going to mostly be referring to borderline personality disorder as BPD. So if you hear me using the acronym BPD, I'm talking about borderline personality disorder. Um, What is a personality disorder? It's kind of a interesting combination of words. Before I really talk about what a personality disorder is, I really want to remind myself and the listener what a personality is, which sounds silly, but bear with me. Um, one per- one's personality is comprised of many things. When we're defining personality, the term generally refers to the patterns in an individual's behavior, thoughts, and feelings. But I find that to be a really broad, um, gray definition. So I'm going a bit deeper. I'm going to say that personality includes things like an individual's perception of themselves and a perception of the world around them their emotional responses to situations, and how the individual relates to others and functions in interpersonal relationships. Personalities are super cool. (laughs) Personalities are individual to all of us and make us unique. Without our differing perspectives of things, um, life would be boring. (laughs) Every culture and society has its norms and expectations of how the patterns should manifest. A personality disorder is characterized by a pervasive deviation from those expectations. It also means that these disturbances are rigid in the sense that they don't change from situation to situation. Usually. Personality disorders are not just being different, though. 
They significantly interfere with the individual's personal and professional life, resulting uh, usually in a lot of distress or a loss of ability. And lastly, personality disorders and disturbances can usually be traced back to turbulence in the individual's early life. Um, what I mean by this is that traits and symptoms of personality disorders tend to show up first in adolescence or early adulthood. There's a lot of misconception around personality disorders, stigma, fear, distrust of those afflicted. But to those of you listening who are currently diagnosed with BPD or another personality disorder, um, who may eventually be diagnosed or who suffer currently without a diagnosis, there's a lot of hope for you, I promise. Personality disorders are a real enigma because diagnosis usually follows a list of traits and to qualify, you must have most or all of the traits in, or in clinical terms, meet the criteria. Um, you don't usually have all, every single trait of a personality disorder. I mean, it does happen, but what this means is that um, no two people with the same diagnosis will experience the disorder the same way. They may have a different combination of traits from the list of criterium. Um, and also, we're all different people, even if we have the same diagnosis. Um, but individuals with personality disorders um, are more complex than we want to believe. We want to put them in the box of um, borderline or histrionic, but there's a lot more to people with personality disorders than those criterium. And you can find so many different combinations of these traits and symptoms in people with the same diagnosis that it's not, it's not accurate to lump them all together. Uh, there's a few different classifications of personality disorders. Uh, some you may know are narcissistic personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, and the subject of today's episode, borderline personality disorder. I listed three personality disorders. Wow, how many times am I going to say personality disorder today? It's losing meaning. <laughs> so I listed three, um, but unlike something like an anxiety disorder, they don't share many traits or diagnostic criteria. For example, social anxiety disorder, general anxiety disorder, and agoraphobia all share some similar symptoms like avoidance and disproportionate worry for the current circumstance. The three personality disorders I listed couldn't be more different from each other except for the fact that they are all examples of differing from the patterns expected of the individual by society. Briefly, narcissistic personality disorder has traits like elevated sense of self-importance, a lack of empathy, a sense of entitlement. Um, NPD, or narcissistic personality disorder, is a very complex disorder, and I'm going to devote an episode to it some other day, but today our focus is on borderline. Um, antisocial personality disorder holds traits, traits such as uh, conscience impairment and substance abuse. When we think of this disorder, we usually focus on the former, as that is usually how these individuals are portrayed. Now, what's borderline personality disorder? As you may know from previous episodes, one of my diagnoses is borderline personality disorder. I'm going to talk about how the traits and symptoms of this disorder affect me. Um, please note that this episode is not meant to serve in the place of a clinical diagnosis, 
And if you feel you may be struggling with this or another mental health condition, I really urge you to reach out to someone you trust and or a professional who can provide you with some more information. As well, when I'm describing the effects of these these traits have in my life, keep in mind that everyone experiences these things differently, and this is absolutely not an attempt to invalidate anyone. I won't go through all the symptoms or we'd be here all day, but this is five of the nine traits that could qualify someone for BPD. Impulsivity in at least two areas that are potentially self-damaging. For example, spending, sex, substance abuse, reckless driving, and binge eating. So that's from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, uh, fifth edition. One thing I really struggle with is impulse control, for sure. So the impulsivity piece, I have a really hard time managing money because of this, and between the mania from bipolar and BPD, my spending can get really out of control. As you may know from earlier episodes, I struggled and still struggle with substance abuse. This is a result of poor impulse control and other factors like trauma. Impulse control can get a little out of hand for me, and I'm really thankful that I have a partner that's understanding and stays calm when these moments happen. But something that exacerbates this is the accessibility of online shopping and credit cards. Whoever invented tap on debit and visa cards certainly didn't have people like me in mind. Or they probably did. (laughs) Maybe that's why tap exists. Um, Because of impulsive people that they know they can get money from. Either way, (laughs) my impulse control issue can get me into some trouble. In the past, I've put myself into debt and worse than debt, I've put myself into situations where my safety was compromised. Safety is a big concern for me and is also a concern for the support people of those with BPD. When life feels like such a hot and cold nightmare, your physical well-being doesn't seem that important. But it is, and you are important, your safety is important, and so is mine. Just before I move on to the next symptom, I would just want to say stay safe out there. The next trait is frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment. This isn't a trait I struggle with too often anymore. When I was around less understanding people, I found this to be a bigger problem for me because I thought I thought their lack of understanding for my behaviors would drive them away. I do still struggle with the fear that my loved ones are going to leave or disappear magically. However, I'm a lot more skillful with how I manage those feelings now. Before treatment, I would break down a lot over this kind of thing. I'd run away from the situation in hopes that the person would follow me either metaphorically or literally and beg me to come back. Worse though, I withstood a lot of emotional abuse because of this fear of being abandoned. My frantic efforts looked a lot more like taking verbal and psychological blows in order to remain wanted. The next trait I want to talk about that affects me is affective instability due to marked reactivity of mood. This is something I struggle with on a daily basis. I have a really hard time staying on an even plane of emotion. The tiniest detail of something or nothing can take me from calm to hysterics in a matter of minutes or hours. Uh, Dr. Linehan, the beautiful brain behind dialectical behavior therapy, says... People with BPD are like people with third-degree burns over 90% of their body. 
Lacking emotional skin, they feel agony at the slightest touch or movement. End quote. It's so much more than being sensitive. It's like a violent inner experience of extreme emotion. The next trait is transient stress-related paranoid ideation or severe dissociative symptoms. Ah, uh, dissociation. At first, it was really terrifying to experience dissociation. I had no idea where I was. I didn't know if I was awake or alive, if my body was being possessed, or if I was just crazy. The dissociation now comes to me like an irritating roommate. I understand that this is an effect of experiencing trauma now, and it's my body and brain's way of protecting me. When you experience the kind of traumas that I experienced, or um, any trauma for that matter, it's not uncommon to dissociate while it's happening. This this is a, it's a survival mechanism the body implements as a way of helping you get through the trauma. After the trauma, um, when I sense danger or experience a trigger related to the trauma, my body and brain step in to try and protect me again, even though I'm safe in, the, in that moment. Now that I know the cause of this dreamlike state is, is the trauma, and that it'll eventually stop, I can cope with it a lot better. I also use grounding as a way to pull myself out of a dissociative episode. Now we're going to get to a really hard one to talk about. Um, the last trait I want to talk about today is recurrent suicidal behavior, gestures, threats, or self-mutilating behavior. This is a super hard one to talk about. For most of my life, I've struggled with this and have known other people who struggle. There is no word in the English language that I know to express the pain that BPD can make you feel. And sometimes feeling a different kind of pain might seem like the only answer, or even ending your life. But it, it's not the only answer. I've learned this through eight psychiatric hospitalizations and countless stitches. There's another way. There are many other ways of managing my pain. The best way is to reach out. It's so hard to tell someone that you've been hurting yourself. The shame is like, it's like a lead sheet over your entire body. But one thing I've learned is that people are not inherently bad, and even if they don't understand, someone who cares for you will listen to you. And there are people who are going to try and help you because you're worth helping. If you're at risk of harming yourself, please go to your nearest emergency room or call your three-digit emergency number for your region. Please do that if you are in crisis right now. Also, if you don't want to go to an emergency room, there are um, suicide and uh, crisis hotlines easily accessible through a Google search. Um, I can't really post them on a podcast, but they are posted on my website, wellnessoverstigma.com. Uh, if you need an easy way to get there, just go to my website, uh, crisis, um, crisis help section. There's um, a few global options for suicide hotlines and crisis hotlines. And I just, I want to finish this episode by saying that there's a lot of hope and there's so much more hope than I could even have seen for me. And I know there's more hope for you too. 
I'm turning 21 this week. Uh, Two years ago, I never thought I'd blow out those candles. This is your sign to keep holding on to whatever light you can find. This is your sign, me saying this to you, to stick it out for the night. I'm going to continue with this topic in another episode. In part two, I'm going to discuss prognosis for BPD, possible treatments, personal anecdotes, some self-care. But other than that, that's it for this episode. I'm Robin. Until next time, remember, compassion is an action. All my citations are in the description. And feel free to comment any questions. If you have a personal question, you can always email me at podcastjustfortoday at gmail.com. No underscores or anything, no dots, uh, except the dot com, obviously. Um, I'll answer those emails to the best of my ability. My intro, outro music is by local news legend. The song is called No Rehab. I'm Robin. Until next time, remember, stay safe. Cause I wanna see you at my intervention